that would have been what three years, years ago? ago. He's making ago. three in Jesus October. Peace. I am old. <laughs> Every time I have these conversations, I'm so old. I'm so amazed how time has flown. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after the nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they'd like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah! yeah. Hey guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. This is your boy, Stephen Smith. I'm joining the studio today with Cindy Herbert. Hi! Yeah, Cindy. <laughs> Mrs. Cindy Herbert. Um, good friend of mine, Jim Buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, gym buddies. We gym buddies, but we don't ever be in the same place at the same time. So <laughs> Imagine it's like, that, eh? It's like gym buddies, like, what did you do today? Well, I went to run. She's doing amazing at running, too. I'm going to give her a round of applause. Thank you. Keep up the good work. I'm so proud of her. Yeah, her. we keep pushing each other. You got to keep pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But so social media made that easy. It made it so easy. Right. And I don't even want to plug them because they're not paying us, so we're not going to plug the programs we use. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah, but not. because we share the same programs, we're able to kind of push each other exactly. and inspire. Yeah. Raise up the pace, keep the jogging going. Uh, Cindy walks and she walks at a remarkable pace now. Cindy, remember, I don't even know if she remembers where she started. She probably did. I uh, remember where no. you started. I'll have to look. You're doing so much better now, mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. walking for so much longer. That is crazy good. All right, so Cindy's here. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about relationships. We're going to be talking about... Um, Cindy, what were we going to talk about? Well, we did a lot of... We did a variety. Yes, we did, we did a did variety. We did relationships. We, we did, did cheating, infertility. We did infertility, which is one of the biggest things. Um, we talked about Carnival Queen. Carnival <laughs> Queen. We even touched on Carnival Queen. That's crazy. Yeah. So we're going to touch on Carnival Queen today. So if you guys have any thoughts, that's Yeah, fine. we had a few tangents in there that we really needed to like touch on in order to get the point across. To. To. And of course, our major thing was have the conversation. Have the conversation. Yes. It needs to happen. 100%. Yes, it needs to happen. All right. So before we, before we even go through that, before we even go into that deep, we're going to go to a little fact of fiction today. Cindy, we have five statements and you're going to say if they're true or false. And Ugh. all of them are based on I'm marriages. Horrible. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm horrible at that. True and false. <laughs> I like when I have four options that I could eliminate. But go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you don't today. Okay. I, I could get a bonus one, but I don't know if it's four. It's more like six or so. Okay, go ahead. Let's go. Number one, marrying younger than age 25 dramatically raises the divorce risk. One, marrying younger than age 25 dramatically raises the divorce risk. True or false? False. It's true. Oh, my God. Also, really, though? Yes. Marry, when you marry younger than 20, age 25, it mm-hmm. dramatically raises the risk of divorce. Oh. Yeah, because you're young. And mm, you probably, I know, but okay. Why did you say false then? Mm-hmm. All right, th- th- there's a note here that says also the divorce risk is higher when the woman is much older than the man, though the reverse isn't as strong of a factor. Marrying younger is a greater risk. So, number two, most married couples are happiest in their first year of marriage. True or false? Most married couples are happiest in their first year of marriage. True or false? I'm going to go with true. It's false. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm down for two. <laughs> yeah, oh, for two. Actually, most married couples are happiest in their third year. 
Oh, well, nice. I reached my third year yet, so but I was happy my first year. Well, you, you got something to look forward to. Uh, happy statistics. Than this. Okay. Yeah. Number three, the highest divorce rates are when an only child marries another only child. The highest divorce rates are when an only child true. marries an other. Yes, it is true. It's true. That's the yeah. first good one. Yay! I think th- I think the reasoning why I chose that why I said true because they're so individual. They never had to share. Exactly. That's what it does. That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> the most successful marriages. Get this. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. The most successful marriages are those where the oldest sister of brothers marries the youngest brother of sisters. Two firstborns, however, tend to be more aggressive yes. and can create higher levels of tension. Yes. That and that's firstborn son and firstborn daughter. Firstborn daughter, yes. Right. They mm-hmm. tend to make more. Mm-hmm. Okay, number four. About one in every five couples have a sexless marriage. About one in every five couples has a sex, sexless marriage. True or false? True. It is true. Newsweek's magazine ex- estimates that 15 to 20% of couples are in a sexless relationships, re- relationship. In addition, less than 20% report having sex under 10 times per year under the age of 40. Yo, that's, that, is, that is crazy. <laughs> that is insane. All right, number but, you five. know, not, not having sex does not mean the, relation, the marriage is not good. I don't know if I want to be in a sexist. Yes, we know that, Stephen. Uh, I'm a guy, though. You know, <laughs> I don't think guys, we don't sign up for that. Okay, so I'm two for two. You're two for two or four. Yes, so this is the last one. The word bride comes from an old Sanskrit word that means to hold. The word bride comes from an old Sanskrit word that means to hold. True or false? True. It's false. Oh my gosh. The word braid comes from an old proto-Germanic word that means to cook. <laughs> I didn't make the rules, man. I'm just saying. That's horrible. It is it is pretty awful by today's standards, but I'm guessing when they made it it was just utterly fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I makes, think marriage has evolved a lot over the of years. Of course it has. Yeah. They're, and economic stations have really pushed women out of the home yes mm-hmm. they have kind of situations i mean there are situations now where women make more money than men mm-hmm. it's it, the dynamic has changed considerably back in these days though um men mm-hmm. hunted and women women did cook cook yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so that means to cook right so number six i'm gonna give you a last one if you get this one right you should get this one right uh, then I'll, I'll call you a winner all right so number six what did couples value most as well, what did couples value as the most critical element for a happy marriage? What? I'm going to give you the options. What did couples value as the most critical element for a happy marriage? Friendship, laughter, forgiveness, compatibility, sex, or trust? <laughs> Friendship, laughter, forgiveness, compatibility, sex, or trust? Which one did they value as the most critical element for happy marriage? I could repeat it. Friendship, laughter, forgiveness, compatibility, sex, or trust? I'd be a fool if I don't say sex. But compatibility is important. And friendship. I think friendship includes laughter, because I don't think you can have a friend and not They have, have them friend. as separate things. So it's friendship, yes, laughter. I, I realize that. 
Forgiveness, compatibility, sex, or trust? Forgiveness is important. G give me the question again. What did couples value as the most crucial element for a happy marriage? Crucial. Friendship, laughter, forgiveness. forgiveness. You choose forgiveness. Is this trust? Trust? Yes, oh my trust. Gosh. Trust. They say that trust is, that's been found to be the most critical element of being happy because if you're thinking that your partner is out doing every god darn thing, then there's really no happiness because you're insecure. <laughs> Booyah. Booyah. I got two out of six. Two out of six. But you I'm know what? I'm not winning today, but... You're a winner no matter what because mm -hmm. you participated. Somebody said the other day on the podcast, they were like, adulting is nothing but paying bills and making sure that your money is spent on everything but yourself. <laughs> Woo. It made you think for a second, yes, didn't it? Yes, yes. It made you think when you get to the, the prime part of adulthood, you easy. tend to spend most of your money on everything but yourself. You're not lying. You're not lying. Especially if you're a parent. It's, well, especially for me, for when personally, you because, become a yes, parent. Yeah. Because I would sacrifice new clothes, hairstyles, and so just to make sure my baby is happy. Is right. everybody. But you, mm -hmm. you get married. Oh, yeah, yeah, your yes. husband your needs your socks. Your you know what I mean? <laughs> Say, wife want to go to this place. Gaga. Oh, I scale. <laughs> you know, it's just like it just becomes everything. The bills. I think. I think everything. when you're growing up, it's it's more of your parents taking care of you. Of course, of course. And you, you're of course you're concerned about your brothers and your sisters and maybe even cousins, depending on how, how far extended family goes. Mm -hmm. And you do a lot of things for yourself. You know, you read, you can just do your chore and then go and play and that kind of thing. It's just you. And when you're an adult, you become that overarching person who, do, who cares about whether or not the countertop is clean or the floor is dirty or the bathroom is food clean. Food in the fridge? Food. Yes, yes, yes. You got to cook or find a way to buy food to eat. Like, this you, is all you. let me turn into them and yes. you don't even realize it. And the thing is, you, you, you finally kind of understand yep. where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. Like, my girl would be here sometimes and like leave the lights. And I was like, where did you, what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you? I don't want to laugh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> are you working for Skelet? Is it that y'all in cahoots to try to Give me eradicate more, like, more, like, my right, wallet? Right, right. Like, turn the light off. You know, it's weird. It's, you get to these weird places and things that my father used to make nice about. It's like, I find myself making nice about. Where am I? What is going on? This man, you mean this man wasn't crazy? No, 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 no. Ugh, and that's a good crazy. thing to me. That's that's actually uh, a positive step in you now becoming your own person. Because you could actually see what they were talking about. They weren't crazy. No, they didn't want crazy. to hinder you. But... It's more of, I wanted to gauge you in the right way. And we've lost a lot of that, technically, right? Uh, I don't have a problem with mixed families. Like, um, you're not living together and you have kids. I don't. I don't. Mm -hmm. But what I have a problem is, is when you don't do what you're supposed to do as a parent. Mm. Um, I've always told, I've always told people, I'm not the kind of person who would go to court to settle any... Um, this real. No, um... Child support. child support, right. <clears throat> they call because it child I support meant. Right, child support meant. 
But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna go to court for that. Mm-hmm. I feel that should be a personal conscious decision mm-hmm. that you help bring this little one into the world. Mm-hmm. And granted, there's some men who, from beginning, you know, they make the mistake. You didn't protect yourself. That mm-hmm. is your first mistake. And then you now come in saying, I don't want it. You know, there are men like that. But if you were there from the beginning and somewhere in the midst you are broke up, your obligation to the child still remains. Remember that. They're going to grow up and they're going to see you. And I've seen, and this is in personal family life, I've seen a little girl asking for her dad to be a parent to her. And then when you look, he has kids somewhere else and he's a parent to them. How do you think that child would feel? That's neglect, yeah. It's, it's neglect. That's but it's more of the emotional development of that child. She's gonna, you don't know how long people to carry things for. Of course, they carry for the rest of their life. You know how much daddy issues that That's piece damage of? right there. Yo, let's, let's, let's take a couple steps back because I think we just kind of glassed over something really, really important and something that you just said. Mm-hmm. You are having sex. From the very moment you're having sex with somebody, you know you don't want to have children with them. First step. You know for sure. Protection. You know for sure that this, same way you want. Mm-hmm. But because raw dog in it is so great, let's just raw dog it. Don't let her convince you. Don't let, don't let, this, the, but we've don't let the sweetness of that vagina hold you. Like, you gotta be... You don't listen, want listen, kids with listen, this person. You, you gotta be. We gotta... But it's not... It's sometimes kids, but it's sometimes so, so much more mm-hmm. than that. You're gonna make a permanent... You're gonna take a permanent step for a temporary decision. Like, really and truly, you wanna have sex with this person just for this one night, maybe three nights, maybe a week. Right? A week out of your life, if you had to consider it, a week out of your life is... It's really, really minuscule in the grand scheme of yes, things. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And it moves really fast. And it's quick. <laughs> Bam. Right. Like, you literally remember Just broad like strokes. Just like that one sperm could catch that one egg at that one particular... So everything has to be aligned. And you make that mistake. But we just... we kind of flying on the... we flying on our own... We're trying caution to the wind regularly. Like, mm-hmm. I remember... He, he used to have times, man. Women were like... No, like, no, 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 no. This is how we're doing this. No other way. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, bye, last night we had sex. It was wild. Yeah, and he, he just, he just come in me. What? 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 That's just like, does it? That's it? Do you love this person? Well, we just met last, last night. You have no idea who this person is. And, you know, sometimes, okay, I'll give you, you protect yourself and things happen. But what are you going to do then? How often are we going to use that? that? I'm, I'm going to no, fight, no, no. fight the argument. No, no, I'm not fighting the argument, how, but I know in a small percentage of people, small. they actually do try to protect themselves and things just happen. Tiny. You know? Yes, it's tiny. It, it it's is minuscule, which means that most of the people that use it's this argument... Is lying. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. Are you using a condom? Bye. I tell you, a condom. You have a condom bust. How often does your condom burst, man? Is it that you, you, you need you, a new pack? Are you buying? Are you buying? You buying? <laughs> Even if you buy you're the cheapest small? one, are you, which one are you buying? Are you are you are you putting it through like what? Like you're biting up the wrapper before you? What are you doing, man? That is that is 
That is the very smallest percentile. Yes. And like, so I, I would understand more if you're dating, you're together, um, you're on some form of contraception other than condoms and so on, and something happens. Because that's chemistry. You could be off. Yeah, look, I've known women who've gotten pregnant on birth control pills. Huh? Yes, it happens. Yeah, it does happen. It happens. And the thing is because... And I think one, one of the things then people don't realize too, mixing, me, mixing medications or taking other medications with birth control actually decreases the efficiency of that. Exactly. Antibiotics. Right. Like, 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 I understand that. Cindy, if, if, if two people get, if two people are in a relationship, bam, the woman gets pregnant, she didn't, she didn't plan for it, she didn't see it coming... Man, by all means, I understand. Because there are many factors that could influence this woman getting mm-hmm. pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. the chemistry could just be off. She took some anti, an, antibiotics. She just took something, decreased the efficiency. They're having sex. They're very comfortable having sex. If you're having sex with somebody on birth control for years and years and years, there's a likelihood that one time, at least one time, in my egg and split up. Just, just the one... <laughs> The one time you, you want went to use that on as vacation. Excuse, you want to use that as an excuse too? The thing is, it's not, it's not an excuse because I always figure that if you're going to be in but a long-standing relationship, we should have that discussion. Yes, that there should be some, some form of, some responsibility should be taken to say, what if this happens? What, what are we going to do? Yes, yes. And how are we going to approach this? Not... Yes. It comes up and we now no, have to you have, have the, the discussion. Right, we right. don't, you know, others always ask me, sister, my sister does date. <clears throat> and she's with this, this guy from, from Navy, so whatnot. And I've, I've, always, I've always asked her, like, what do you guys talk about? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you, you talk a lot. You talk nightly. Like, you know, when you were young and you're on the phone, and you're like, oh, yes. God, I love you. So. And it's and like every day you have to tell them what happened, day. even if you saw them like five exactly. hours ago. Yes. Like, yes. it's just like this kind of like, I'm passionately engaged, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What do you talk about? Because there are things that you should be talking about. Like, dude, what's your credit score? Like, what is your credit like? <laughs> what, what, is it, what is it that you're planning to do in the future? Like, I shouldn't come to and ask you, okay, so what does um, so-and-so do for a living? Oh, he does do this. So what does he really want to do? Man, you know? what? You can't tell me you don't know. You're talking to this guy every day. She actually told you that? Or you're no, just no, using no, an no. example? I use oh, oh, as an oh, example. Okay, okay, okay. But I see, I see where you're going. And um, sometimes we don't want to ask the hard questions, but we figure... It's gonna work itself out, like right? Or, or he's gonna stop wanting to talk to me or stop the relationship because put the brakes on because I'm asking the hard questions. But in this day and age, sometimes we have to ask those hard questions. I think the older you get, I think the more you don't want to waste time and yes. you tend to just go straight to the point. What you really want to do? After my last here? relationship ended, um, well, you know, I'm married mm-hmm. now, but when my relationship before my husband ended, uh. You know, I made a promise to myself. Mm. I'm not starting over again. So whoever comes now, I'm going to be super picky. And, you know, who I'm choosing is who I'm going to work with. Mm-hmm. He might not have everything. And maybe there are things we have to work on. But yeah, this is your I'm, not, I'm, this I'm, is your I'm like, I'm not even trying to start over. Because if I start over and I invest another seven years, I mean, where's my life going? Seven years? God. Yes, I was with my previous partner for seven God. years. And we had, we had, we had, we had, we had those discussions and we had, we had conversation when he left for school mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Things I told him, uh-huh. I don't think he believed me. I told him, I said, you're going to go and you're going to cheat on me. And he didn't believe me. And that's exactly what he did. 
So I was already pre- mentally, mentally and emotionally, yeah. I it was already prepared. You. It didn't surprise me. But the level of cheating is a different story. You know, mm. the sex is fine. You can mm. just don't involve your emotions because then... But that's difficult, Cindy. That's hard. No, no. For, for uh, a guy? Uh, you know what? You know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes. <laughs> I'm really? going to say yes. Guy. The thing is, you know, it's funny. If you're going to have sustained sex with somebody, yes, it's very, very difficult for you not to see yes. the good in them. Because especially, like, if you're going to have sex with somebody and they're good at it, say you guys make, that, that is compatible and that is We great. make that noise. We make that noise. <laughs> um, if you make that noise with this person, um, the, the, after a while, it's not. As soon as it's done, leave. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's it's done, Let's talk, you know, and then you talk and then you get to see yeah. other parts. Yeah. And it's easier I to think that's, like... that's where that's where the emotional cheating comes. Of course. Because, you know, you can physically not have... Of course. You could differentiate. But if you continuously physically engage with somebody, you are going to start to... It's easier to like somebody once you find something that you guys have a commonality in common. About, in common. Mm-hmm, right. If the two of you like sex... I mean, it is possible, though, mm-hmm. not to engage emotionally. I always find it difficult... Um, to believe the sustained part. If you do, if yes. it's a one-off, you know, if it's a one-off, you're not going to see this person again. You know what I mean? And the thing is, it's highly unlikely that this this, this going to ever fall into place this, this mm-hmm. nice, perfect way. There's always going to be some residuals. If you are going to have sex with your really good friend, mm-hmm. and the two of you does normally talk every day, I don't care what you said. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somewhere, something... They're going to be feeling. They're going to have some feelings. Mm-hmm. It might not be that I, as a guy, have feelings. I mm-hmm. may be like, ah, brush that off. We're good. We're good to go again. But somebody's going to have some, some form well, of residual feeling. Well, it's a female. It's usually, sometimes it is. But sometimes it's the guy. And when it's the guy, it's problematic because guys don't take no well. Guys don't take rejection well. Women mm-hmm. would take the rejection and the ball and the crazy. Like, oh my God, I love him so much. But you know what? <laughs> I'm going to just cry. You know. But guys like, but no. But me and this woman is perfect. Me and his best think, friend. I we had sex. It's men, great. Men are emotionally different. Of, of, course, of course. We know that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to tell you. If a guy cheats, he's most often than not emotionally involved. Mm. If a woman cheats, there comes a point where... She's already had a, a touch point, as in they were already in contact before she mm. actually cheated, especially physically. Wow, that did how, how do you explain in, um, the college phenomenon? Which college phenomenon is that? Like, um, Caucasian women going and having sex with everybody. <laughs> Um, I'm not saying it's just them. I'm just yes, saying it's yes, college. Yes, but yeah, we it's, know, it's, we um, know that it happens. Nobody ever speaks about it. I find yeah, it to be weird. Yeah. These one night stands you, mm-hmm. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a different generation. Uh-huh. It is. It most years, yeah. I, I remember once I well that was that was me, that would be me personally. Once I have a um once I realize a guy is involved with a woman, I don't care the situation in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Don't come at me. Don't, don't, don't come, come at, at me, bro. Don't come at me. Stay don't over your me. side. And if you persist, mm-hmm. tell yourself she's going to find out. Oh, wow. Do you give warnings? Of course. Okay. So you and don't I'm, just... I'm the type of person, I don't have a man, but I don't want you. 
Oh. I'm going to tell you no from the beginning. Cindy, you are literally the 0.01%. I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to put... I don't care the level and the situation of your relationship. Because that's usually how a man I'm comes... I'm not going to put you through that. But they see, that's the thing. That's usually how a man... That's his, that's his usually entry point. If he has a wife or he's like... You know, me and I ain't really doing so well. And we're only married because, you know, yeah, we and have the all kids. all these circumstances and, and I'm not really happy. And I'm, not gonna, of, I'm not going to, that is my personal mind. I mm. know there are women who do it and I'm not judging anybody. The thing is, if you think about it from a logical standpoint, I, I could understand why people are attracted to um, partners who are already engaged in a relationship. Um, because they might not be looking for a long-term relationship. They're looking for somebody who is already busy and they just need some fun and some, sometimes they just need some support. They just need some attention. It's, 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 it's selfish, yes, but I mean, human yeah. beings are generally, yep. uh, generally selfish. But I'm not going to put another woman, I don't care if I don't like her, I'm, I'm not going to put... The thing is for I guys... I, 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 I'll, I'll, but, I'll, oh, I'll this. forget this part, but, go ahead, but go ahead. if I had to become a side dish, uh -huh. she wouldn't know. Well, no, but if then women are good to. at this. No, 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 no. No, but how she would know? She would not know. The I, man is, you, you realize you're dealing with a guy? Guys are messy, you know? We messy. That would be one of my stipulations. Or you're gone. You what? That would be one of my stipulations. Or you're gone. You're gone. I mean, like, if you can't live by the rules, then go. I'm not going to be your side dish. And, and anybody you can't know? live by the rules. No, I mean, like, you're saying that if 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 you were a side dish, if you were a side dish, yes. then nobody would know. That's what you're saying? No, no. I mean, she wouldn't know. So the, 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 the wife... The man would know, of course, the man would The know. wife wouldn't know. No. So I'm saying there is... You might be the stronger link, mm -hmm. but remember, he also knows. He's participating. He's the weak link. <laughs> yeah, okay, I get you. Men are dumb. At, at, like... <laughs> Like, I'm not even, I'm not even, like, it's funny, but it's true. Men are incredibly messy. We are really, really messy. We, we get into a point, if, especially if it's a long-term thing, we get overconfident, we get messy, we start. But that's what I'm telling you, because then, you, ha then you have to have the rules. Yeah, but he ain't gonna follow them rules. But when then he I'm gone. But, how you, but the time, I'm saying, if you're saying she's not gonna know, I'm saying she is going to know, because men... Yeah, inherently I got you. messy. You, your rules might be okay. You can't do this with me. You can't do that with me. You can't call me at this time. You can't have me your phone as this and that and that. Those rules, yes, he'll follow them because he likes his well, vacations, vacation. right? That's not a good way to think about it, but <laughs> I think that's how some men think about yeah, it. Mm -hmm. He likes his vacation, so he's gonna abide by your rules. But I'm saying inherently, he in himself, yes, could mess when it up. When it comes to keeping that Secret. kind of disclosure from his person he is messy men are really really god awful at cheating you i didn't say it. god awful and the thing is we 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 we, we don't oh boy what happens i think we could get away with it like once or twice once or twice maybe but if it's a sustained thing and we have a really it is we are awful. there's bound to be there's bound to be if if you're not close to the partner, there's there's bound to be a shift or mm -hmm. change in your relationship with them, mm -hmm. right? If you went into the relationship and and if what you say is true that you don't really have a relationship because you're just there for the kids, mm -hmm. or you're married but 
you know both of you know that it's not really working yet. yes yeah and then you chose that's not, that's not then cheating. That's, you know that's, oh that's cheating it's cheating it? but i can't I guess it's understand because she, then she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. If she's in a mode that she doesn't care, then she doesn't she doesn't care. But mm-hmm. a lot of the times, men would fool themselves into thinking that my wife, or they would fool a woman into the second woman into thinking that the wife doesn't care when she really does. Because when he's home, mm-hmm. you're not seeing him. He's the best husband. He's super supportive. He's still, there for the kids. He's still he's there for the kids, but he's still in bed. Like men are men are creatures of up, and this is why this is why we're gonna always <laughs> fail. This is why we're gonna always fail. Men are creatures of opportunity. We're mm-hmm. not we're not we're not we're not, not necessarily creatures of foresight and planning when it comes to sex and love and, and kind of things. Mm-hmm. We're creatures of opportunity. If his wife is at home and she is in need of his love services, services rendered whatever. He's going to do it because he has no reason to, to neglect that. Mm-hmm. If that's mm-hmm. popping, if his wife wants him, he will give it to her. It's not no question of if, no buts, and So if you feel like you're the side piece and you're the only one getting action, you are lying to yourself. <laughs> that is not true. If, she's not, if, if, if a woman is not going to submit to sex, then fine. He, he won't. He, after a while, you get fed up. I can't, fed up with trying. But like... If she's submitting to sex, he's doing it. So it's gonna get messy. Because again, it's not like when he comes up with if you if you call a guy, like this is how stupid we are. If you if you message a guy and say, mm-hmm. um, hey, what you're doing, right? This is the this is the, the new farm of uh, I'm here and I'm ready for you. But what you're doing, he could be with his wife. This is an opportunity. He's not thinking. This is really, really dangerous. This, this, could, this could get me in trouble. This, mm-hmm. could, this could make the whole plot unravel. No, he doesn't care. What he's thinking is this is an opportunity. And he's going to do it. He's going to leave his house under some dumb, stupid, cockamamie story that makes no sense. I got to go walk. Some foolishness. Or oh, my mother's sick. Some easily disregarded thing. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go and he's going to fulfill his fantasy of being a night man, night watchman. So why can't he fulfill his fantasy with his wife? <sighs> why are we getting in this conversation deep, by um, All of this recording, though? Of course. Um, mm, okay. Um, why, why can't he fulfill it with his wife? No, why I, why I ask that? Because I totally understand when you're gay and you, of course, um, that's a very good the question. changes in a man in terms of long-sustained relationship and affairs you're going to see it. Mm-hmm. It's going it to be obvious. There's some men who genuinely wouldn't want to change their relationship with their wife, but they just, I don't know, the, the outside piece just has some kind of hold or something. Maybe it's the extra 20 they, 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 they were missing, right? And it's the excitement. It's like the, the adrenaline, the, and, the, and the fact that it's not a pattern. What, why, why can't your wife? Anything that breaks a pattern creates some level yeah, of Yeah, so drama. you and your wife break that pattern. That's, you, you, that's you, a healthy relationship. Right, there's help. There's 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 um. You have the communication. You tell. I mean, I, it's a super difficult. I can say what I want. <laughs> say what you I want. Can say what I want. <laughs> Your relationship is not everybody at all. But go ahead, I'm listening, because it's good. It's it's yeah. super difficult sometimes to have the conversation with your partner when it involves sex. Super, <laughs> and I'm talking about super in capital and bold underlined. Wow. Difficult. And the, 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 the exclamation mark? Yes. Yes. 
on both sides so that you know that it's aggressive from the start and from the end. Yes. It's why is it why is it difficult? Um my biggest thing would be we we don't want to hurt feelings. And usually when we talk about your lack in the bedroom or things we can do to change to spice it up, mm. most men don't take that well. No, no. Because they're seeing they're, that you're not performing. Yes, yeah. they're seeing that they're not performing. Mm. And Inadequate. to me, when I'm in school, you, your teacher comes to you and say, and you feel this isn't written properly mm. and your letters are not straight or something like that. And even as a child, they feel bad. Imagine as an adult. It's like, this is not what I asked for you to answer the question. I've been having question. sex for 15 years. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> and we've been having sex. For 15, 15 years. years. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you wait to know? Tell me Yes, how. yes. And it's not that it's to know, but, you know, we see how things are changing. We've, mm-hmm. We're losing each other. And sex is always that intimate connection for couples. Mm-hmm. It's not always the only one, but mm-hmm. it's, it's that's what it is, mm-hmm. an intimate connection. And having that conversation with your partner, I mean, I would literally cry if, you know, a partner will come and say, I don't like how you're doing this. And it also depends on the tone and Boy. everything. And I would like... And the timing. Right. Because yeah, if, if, if you're already a woman who is not self-confident and is not like open-minded and say, okay, well, you know, let's try this. We'll be in so much trouble. You know what I think, you know... I, we I, have to be so careful. My suggestion is not to say, I don't like. I think... From the time you start that way, <laughs> there's nothing you could do to bring that back. No, 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 no. no it's no, like, no, no, no. honey, I don't like, buy, d- defenses are up. I think maybe the, the best way to approach anything when it comes to relationship is to say, um, can we can we do this as well or can we do this tonight? Can we try this? Tonight? I want to try this. Mm-hmm. Something like that would be more <laughs> because... What do you, where do you go? Where do you go with I don't like? Like, I, do you know, what don't you like? I don't like the way you move. Like, <laughs> like, is it, so what, you didn't like the way I move today or you didn't like the way I move ever? Right. And for our guys, like, we, we always, we always trying to measure up. And it's, it's a problem. That's, I think with you a know train, what happened? You, you need to measure up around. to yourself rather than measure up to other men. You see, this is, it's difficult, yes. It is, it is difficult because... because even the, a woman, because you, a woman can say, um, her breast is bigger than mine, or ne- she's taller than me, her, her booty can do this, and, and you know, she does yoga so she can do this. And you're like, and that probably might be the best thing. Women, not got her? Yes, women have that. Women have that. We we want to measure up to who we see in your as like this is this is the woman you were having sex with. I mean, like look at me and look at her. Every woman does that. The thing is, it's funny because I <laughs> ah man, so much to de- decompress. But it's funny because I don't think how a woman looks is necessarily an indicator of how she is. In terms of sexual, sexual. compatibility, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. fact, it, it could be you could be running after the wrong. The, the wrong of course, of, um, um, is it totally the same thing with a man? Because mm-hmm. you know he might be buff, and the penis might be big, but that's brother not, just can't just can't do. He can't. He and sometimes, hey, yo, listen, right? That thing is a double-edged sword. Yes, is a double-edged sword. Like overconfidence is is it, it could provide a, a level of non-care. Yes. Like I've I've been with women who are. I've been with uh, women who are very beautiful, 
um, not been with them, not not been with them sexually. I'm just saying, been with them, and because they are so preconcerned with themselves in terms of how they look and so on, it usually means that you fall a second place. You are not a priority. And if that's the case, you could only imagine that in every facet, you are life. not the priority. Yep. I am the priority. And the same thing with guys who are incredibly vain. A buff guy might not be vain, but if he is, it doesn't surprise you because guess what? He puts a lot of energy into, into looking. That he, he gives you that investment in terms of, I need my body to look good. To look good. Like, right, you right. can't come and make me look bad. You understand? <laughs> so, even... Especially if, if your previous um, partners were, you know, as they say, perfect. Or, I mean, what did he do wrong? Mm-hmm. I, I remember... Uh, Fat guys are try harder. Yeah, they're usually more genuine too. They try. They really make an effort. Like, but we got to look past that. Look because past it. it's... I remember um, Halle Berry was in relationships and everybody kept wondering, like, why are they breaking down? Why, why can't she find a good man? And, you know, we're looking at beauty Eric as in Bennett. beauty. <laughs> well, I'm not even going to touch him. But, I mean, we're looking at beauty as that outside, outside mm-hmm. as the one that flourishes inside because we don't know what type of person she is when she's behind closed doors. That's what I'm saying. And we're looking at... And it's... it's um I remember somebody... I remember a guy who I knew... Um, you know, we hanging out and so, and by chance, somebody mentioned that I was in an A1 class. Mm-hmm. And he was like, really? You're in an A1 class? It's like, why does you, why do you sound like you are so shocked? And I was, red, I was, I was, fierce, I was fiercer back then. You're fiercer. <laughs> yeah, well, let me say, I've been, been torn down, <laughs> but I can, you know, I can ratchet it up quick. But uh-huh. yeah, I'm like, I was ready for, like, hello? <laughs> I said, answer that question very carefully. Or ask the question very carefully. He, but he said, he said the same thing. It just fell out of his mouth because he really didn't catch the tone. I'm like, but why do I have to be beautiful and stupid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why, why do those two things? Why do they have to call it? Why can't I know my 10 times table? And still be beautiful. beautiful. Right. And he said, but that don't usually happen. I said, maybe with the girls you hang out with. And you know, that from that on, it's just like downhill because... I can't manually put it up, put up with a man who thinks less of you, yeah, because you're pretty. just because I'm pretty. Yeah, and I, also, I can't hold a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, like really. And I've had less than five relationships in my life. Yes, yes. She's, she literally <laughs> counted. She I had to make sure I had, had it right. Oh, and him, yes, yeah, I can't uh, remember yes. him. I can't forget him. Yeah. Um, but you know, I talk to a lot of guys. I'm always. I'm out to me. I'm always friendly with guys, not friendly. Sexual. Of course, of course, but just yes, you talk yeah, to. I yeah. talk to guys better. Yeah. Um, I've had the same four girlfriends the last twenty years. Twenty years is nothing, guys. It's yes. nothing. Two years. Some of your whole life. <laughs> yes, but they've been amazing. I mean, we come out of school together and, and everything. But the point I'm trying to make is, um, where were we? Well, we're talking about the fact that sometimes people who are pretty or people who are beautiful yes, are okay, preconcerned yes, yes. with themselves. And and um, those same four girls, all of us are pretty in our own way. Uh, and people look and say, but y'all can't be pretty and educated. What is this? All of you are educated. Yes, but that yeah, that's yes, what yes. people are thinking. But the thing is, if I see you guys, you guys are like a pack. I can't like... The thing is, I listen, I, I love Nadia. God be with her. 
All right? But I am like, I would never mess with any of you. <laughs> no, it's just full on respect. Jihan, you see, but I just complete utter respect. Like this is a this is a lioness pack. You don't, you don't yeah. mess with a lioness and pack. And you know, we're protective and supportive with each other. Mm-hmm. Openly too. Yes, yeah. yes. That's one thing. No, 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 no. But you know, the thing is, I mean, I guess back to it in terms of when, yeah, when I was sorry, I forget yeah. I remember the point now. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I talk closer with guys and you know, a lot of a lot of those that I'm close to are the ones who are more open to being for me being pretty and smart. Mm-hmm. Because for me a conversation is what would draw me in. Mm-hmm. You know, you give me this arrogant, boasting kind of and speaking down to me kind of way and I'm like this superficial stuff. Right. I'm like uh, yeah. Go and I pull back. I pull back. Um, you know, the conversations might he might still try to be open and, and I'm like, no, I'm I'm not feeling that with you. I some prefer people, some people the thing is, you know, the problem people people associate that with confidence and it's unfortunate. Yes. It's unfortunate that being self absorbed is seen as being confident. confident. No, it isn't. You have to be aware of the person you're speaking to, aware of the environment and I'm not a reading buff on everything. Mm-hmm. I do like to read. But I'm not a reading buff on everything. I don't know everything. But when you're sharing knowledge with somebody, mm-hmm. you're sharing a part of you. So yeah. don't talk to me as if you're supposed to know this. No, no, no. no. It should be, well, let me explain. And you mm-hmm. sit down and have a conversation. Let and me ask questions. Don't Right. And we're learning. We're sharing that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I love that I can do that, especially with my current partner, with my husband. Mm-hmm. I mean, he reads a lot. I read a lot. And we may not always read the same things, mm-hmm. but we're always open to sharing knowledge with each, with each other. And to me, that's one of the sexiest things about our relationships, mm-hmm. you know, that I could just sit down and have a conversation with him. I think, you know, this, this show started because of that one thing. This show actually oh. started, this show actually started um, when I realized I was having conversations with people that were inspiring me mm-hmm. to be different or to inspire me to be better or inspire me to just learn about this plethora of different things. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing that I could like log on to that has that same effect on me. Like if I listen to radio, oh, okay. it was always like the, the get most different popular. different points of views. Yeah. If I listen to radio, what I would get more from it is is more like politics and so on, which is, is limited. Like mm. that's very small. It, it comes around every, once every five years I mean, it's really, that's a small nugget. And, and it has long-lasting effects, yes. It takes, up, it, it takes up 95% of some people's lives. Exactly. And you wonder, like, don't you have kids? Don't you have hobbies? Don't, don't you, you have, have work? A, exactly. It, something. Why are you so wrapped up in... in politics, it happens once yeah. every five years. And the thing is, during the five years, it's very, very little you could do to stop whatever is happening, what, you, what already happened. I think what we need to do is pay attention. That's... I'm, I'm not actively involved in politics, mm-hmm. but I pay attention. Yeah. I listen to what people say. And one thing I know, I, I'm certain, which is something Skaniper taught me, I always go and research. Yeah, you I'm not going to gonna take it. your word for it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and look for the information. You understand? And Find out for yourself. Right. You learn that knowledge on your own and you make your own decision. Yes. And you have to come up with your... And the thing is, you know, one thing too is what I realize about politics is that you have to be willing to change your mind. Like... Yep. If you are locked into one specific viewpoint, one specific perception, anything that challenges that, you try to crush it, even if it's the truth. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. You would rather believe the lie than to believe. No, and I'm always honest about that. You gotta be unbiased. 
Yep. You gotta be unbiased. I don't know. It it it, it is, but that's the reason I started the show. It's, it's all conversation based. It's just you have a different path than me. I I I'm around different circles than you, and there's things I will pick up that you never heard. Your 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 line of job keeps you in contact, constant people that some people don't even know. I never and knew. A, you're around the island. You're over here. You're doing this. You're videotaping, and and I'm my job is I'm at a desk most of the day. But then you have calls, so you have to talk to people. Some people, of course, hey, I do. Cindy, but what I'm saying is, how are you you're doing? more out there in the world. You can see things and observe more about interactions with people. Because let me tell you, a couple that you take pictures for at their wedding or at the anniversary party, you could pick up certain vibes from them. You could see why they're happy. You could talk to them. Oh man, they got me, such I interesting have a lot stories. of numbers, right? I, I can imagine, right? Interesting stories, man. And How I have a lot meet? of numbers that I playing that I play with all day. That's what I do mostly. Sometimes, even you know, unconsciously, I look at vehicle numbers and I just you know they you just play around. Them? Yeah, some some of them just you know some. That's like you play thing? you play weird games because numbers just just pop out at me yeah. all day, and that's what I see more frequently because I drive, and that's what you would see, right? Um, so you internalize vehicle numbers, vehicle plates? Sometimes. Not everybody. It depends on who you are and, you know, yeah. yeah. But, P0005? There's no such number. Exactly. I just thought, just thought, just thought. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to show you. There's a P5, there's a PA5, and there's a PB5. But I've never seen PB5. But And I think we're off the conversation. But yes, but I'm showing you, we're mm. in different environments every day. And sharing with you and this is why we're on the podcast mm. because my experience can be different from yours of course my daily life and i need that 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 different that different perspective but i think in a relationship if you are closed off it creates it, it makes it very difficult to grow like mm. remember like you're married you and greg are together if you are growing in leaps and bones and greg is just stagnant and like I mean, hear about that. I ain't, I mean, that ain't nothing, that ain't nothing, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. You understand? What happens is that there's a mismatch and there's an unequal yoke there. Like, a lot of people, like, I don't know if you go to church often, mm-hmm. but there's this, I know what you mean. I yeah, don't go to church often. Don't, but right that's now. okay. You don't have to. Um, as just saying, it's like, don't be unequally yoked and we think about it, like, or don't be with somebody who is not in the same religion as you. Yeah, that has some that has it, some it, it, scale to that, mm-hmm. but it's more than that. It's way more than that. Unequally, you got a lot to do with even t- in terms of your status, in terms of who you are, where you're going. Somebody who you tie yourself to could limit you, or they could expand your your, your, right, your horizons. Right. And you have to be careful because maybe at the start, that's what happened. Mm. You know, we we opened up to each other and we realized we're on the same track, but sometimes. Along the way, even though you have a plan, there are diversions. There are diversions, yes. Right, right. There and are diversions. And you have to be either supportive of it and work with that new diversion, especially if your partner is the one more in in terms of status, mm-hmm. in terms of money and all of that there. And you just have to be careful on how you balance it. As mm-hmm. you say, it's, unequally yoked is not fun. It's not. No, it's not fun. Because it, but it I don't mind like you growing. Tugging. Maybe I might be growing faster now mm-hmm. and reach where I want to go before you. But I want to see you moving because not every flower grows the same. Oh man, we gain into us. We gain into gain into a conversation here. A conversation about not every flower patience. Grows the same. Right, patience. Yo, listen, and support. right? Oh, let yes. me forget. Don't, don't forget support. that part. Yeah. You got to be you supportive. Be supported. Don't say, um, but she's going faster than me. I'm not gonna move withheld when she comes to you with a complaint. You'd be like, oh well, you could deal with it. 
you know, mm -hmm. we have That's to be supportive of each other. Right. We have to be supportive of each other's journey. Yeah, we do. And so there's a level of unselfishness that has to happen mm -hmm. for that to take place. But the thing is too, you, you see, it it, it it has so much more to it has so much more to it because if I realize that, okay, let's just use finances because I guess that's easier to, to mm -hmm, judge. Mm -hmm. um, if I am going and leave some bounds in my job, I have a responsibility to also be very careful mm -hmm. and be very responsible. Just because I am doing super well doesn't mean I'm supposed to just take my super wellness and just large over partner and say, well, I, I pull in the way. No, that is egotistical. Yes. You are going to destroy your union, you cannot lard your success and badging it over the head of the person because the person will go to resent you. They will think that you being successful is as a detriment as of a detriment to the relationship. And they begin to not necessarily sabotage you, but they get to see that this may maybe not this is not really what I want to be because you think you're better than me. Mm -hmm. I think there's some responsibility that has to take place where you say, Hey, look. I'm doing well, mm -hmm. but I must find a way to make sure my partner's... I'm doing good. She's supporting me. How can I now look and say, how, how could I support her to accomplish her dreams? Because everybody has dreams. Yep. Your dreams are going to be different to Greg's dreams, but hopefully together you guys could accomplish as much of them as possible. Yeah, there's, there's a give and take. There's an element of give and take as always. Mm. Um, I have to look for him to for support and I have to support him whenever exactly. he needs it. And exactly, it's not you saying sometimes there'll be a point in your life, um, no matter how long you're together, it might be like you're the only one always giving, you're the one always giving, but remember you're on that journey as well. And if you feel like you're always the one giving and not receiving, have a conversation, yeah, you have to. That's communication, right? Yeah. Have the conversation because if you let it fester, you know, so what's gonna happen, resentment like crazy, right. And when, then it, these things, these and things. I love, when, I love when, when we can celebrate each other's achievements and successes. That's what I love about it. And, and that's what I try to do. Mm -hmm. you, no matter how smart it is. You have to. You yeah, have we to. We have to. Congratulations. Have to. It's, you no did something to. different. It's, it's the growing process. It's like what I said. The, it's tough. Believe me. It's like watching a tree. Watching a tree grow. It's like watching a tree, a mango tree grow. You put it down and the tree never bears. But you have to have patience. You have to give it the support. It's and patience. I'm giving all this. I'm giving all this time. I'm watering. I'm putting the fertilizer. I'm doing everything, everything, and the pruning. tree never gives back. I'm pruning. I'm doing everything, and then one day That's you wake up. That's a good analogy. Up, and there's a there's fruit. And there's the blossom. And you're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. It's and that good. first year, you only get two. You only get two. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> then the second year around, you see fifteen. You see in 15, and, and you're like, okay, we're getting somewhere now. And that's it's giving back. Good but analogy. Yeah, yeah. But, um basically I, I think that's one of the things. Um It's a very good analogy. Actually, my my son was born. Um we have a mango tree at home and it was planted around the time. That he was born? Oh no, I, it was planted a while before he was born. And the first time it bit was when he was born? Right, right. <laughs> so, y'all, you use the mango tree as a mark, no? <laughs> well, it's been trying off for, for about six years, yeah, so he's, he's here. It's an interesting analogy because you could have That's played. where I got it from because I realized, like, I mean, I used to abuse this tree. Every year, nothing. It's like, what happened? And it did done, like, big. open it small. Like, you, you could say, yeah, yeah I got yeah. to give it. But you doing big. Big. Bigger than me now. Where did that go? That's 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 exactly like how um some parents would think of the children. Yeah. I'm right. feeding you for twenty years and me and getting up to no man again. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Should, maybe that's what my parents feel. 
It's like no, I even put so much pot food into your success you. Your success in your job, I mean, it wasn't easy starting out. Of course not. But the thing is, I haven't given them a grandchild and they're probably like, um, all um, this pot food and nothing, just no, no you can't new get seed. children from everybody. What? You can't get children for everybody. My brother married and he has no children yet. And okay. I, I keep asking him, and like, when you're going when you're gonna do this thing, my he said, Bye. I I happy right now with my Level, wife. That's you know? the conversation. And that's what I'm saying. And I told him, I, I made him the talk all the time and I said, like, you know, you, you got a legal license to do this now. So <laughs> I, I'm glad you took it so that I could just be at peace. But my parents is like, No, <laughs> you can't rest up, Stephen, what are you doing? The thing is, I, I, I've always, I've always said though, like at the end of the day, when it comes to um, relationships and especially when it comes to procreation, having kids and so, that's a very serious. It's yeah, not yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. like you cannot, you shouldn't, and and this goes to anybody who's listening. Do not force people to go into parenthood. Parenthood is a full time, and you are not going to help them in any reasonably way. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. to face their children every single day and give of themselves without getting anything back for 20 odd years. Do not force people into this. It needs to be something that needs to be treated carefully yep. and strategically. There must be uh, there must be certain things or certain elements of a woman that you want to see in a mother of your children. Exactly. Then I got nothing to do in a sex needle because yes. sex could be And great. I'm not only talking about beauty I'm because, you know, we never know how that child is going to come out. It's true. There, there are stories, I mean, oh my God, when you're pregnant, there are horror stories. Oh no. You hear about children being born with club legs or cleft lips and, and uh, uh, um, uh, a limb missing or some part of the organs missing. Mm-hmm. And you're there holding on to your belly and praying your child comes out normal. Yeah. I don't care how pretty you are. I don't care it's how a much you lie in a blue blood. It doesn't matter. Things just happen and your child could be born with a defect. Mm-hmm. You so you just have to be careful. And the thing is, the, so the, the qualities of your mo- the mother is going to reflect how this child is going to grow. Right. So even with a if, if, if you choose tight if you make the decision to choose a woman who who's only seeing the outside beauty as like, yeah, I'm going to make some beautiful babies mm-hmm. and then your child has Down syndrome, what do you do? It's true. It just shifts now. It's, it's, could, you, could you love this child? Your inner strength is what's going to have to save you as a parent and make sure you do the best for that child. Especially knowing that there's a, there's a, there's a built-in limit now. Yep. Like you might have to be the mother of this child forever. Yo, that's right, but there, there, there are cases where I actually saw, saw one on Facebook the other day. They've been married. They're like 70 something, a Down syndrome couple. They've been married. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like in their 70s wow. and they're still together. But, you know, we have to have this strong support system yeah, behind those parents. And I have a few friends I know who have autistic children. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, Del Rose's brother is one. He, he's mm-hmm. autistic. And, you know, Seeing his mother with him, it's a full-time job. We got to be that parent. Boy, that's tough. I never even thought right. of that. Right. So you have to be careful about the choice that you're making a partner, mm-hmm. especially when, when it comes to having kids. Be careful. Don't bring no guala in your mother's house. Yeah. Don't bring no woman who can respect mm-hmm. you as a man and a father. And respect the child. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to do everything one time. I, I mean, be... God, they get up in nerve sometimes, but I love them. 
I but hope you have to be that parent. Without, without, without receipt. Because it, it's, it's easy to, to love somebody or love a child when they're, they're cute and they give you the goo-goos and, and the gaga. And you can dress them up how you exactly. want. Exactly. But when this child is going to be generally a child for a very long time, yes, yes. like what they're gonna happens misbehave. then? They're going to touch things mm-hmm. they're not supposed to touch. Then they're going to mess trouble. up. They're going to get me in trouble. Right. It's so you money. have to be that strong You got to be patient, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then back to patience now. Because boy, oh boy, patience, God, yes. God. You know what? You know, the, the, the one thing, um, when you said it, I remember something that I, know, I don't want to quote him all the time because every time I bring up, he, he, he named like people that get all skittish. But Jordan Peterson once said, um, whenever somebody is doing, like say you're in a relationship, if, if somebody comes to the door and every time they come to the door, they don't take off the shoes, right? And you say, um, honey, I don't like when you, when you come to the door and you don't take off your shoes. She says, okay, I'm going to try to, to not, not, I'm going to try to take out my shoes. Mm-hmm. John Peterson says, there are two things that you have to do after that point. One, throttle your expectations. Mm-hmm. Meaning, that person is not going to adjust to that right action away. immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are going to mess up. You're going to have to employ some patience. That's the first thing you have to do. Like, give it a window. And you're going to have to remind them. And the second thing that you have to do is to appreciate when they do what you are asking them to do. You yeah, can't yeah. fly under the radar. It can't yeah, be yeah. something that you just like accept. And say, oh, she did. No. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. For it, trying. For trying. Yes. Because yes. They, they, remember, yes. this is not. Like, everybody has their bad habits. Everybody has bad habits. But remember that their bad habits don't necessarily, don't make them uncomfortable. Their bad habits make you uncomfortable. So if they're going to make a change, they're making a change for you. It's not making the making change for so, them. The the good thing is to be appreciative. Exactly and patient. Yeah, and and when he said it, I immediately thought of myself and said, okay, I have I have to do a better job at this because, <laughs> like, I, I'm I'm the kind of person who's like, but I've I've been talking to you about this before though. Like I've said this to you many times. And that's the wrong way to approach it mm-hmm. because that's not patience. Patience is not saying I've been talking to you about this and you just don't do it. What the heck? Like what I'm supposed to be? No, that's not patient. And that's one of the things you have to have as a as a parent. Exactly. I'm gonna say five times. Don't go up on the chair. Azariah, <laughs> come down on the chair. Azariah, stop jumping up. As Azariah, you're destroying. And something you're trying to emit logic, and the child just watching you like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like if you destroy the chair, then we don't have no chair. That's what you want. But it's fun. See, he's not, he's not in, he's not thinking about money. He's not there yet. No. He's not there on that. It's, it's just something for them to do. They have fun. They can do this and jump from here and, and they're like, oh. They don't care if they break the leg, don't care if they get hurt. That's not, that's not on the forefront. It's like, so, mommy, this is fun. Mm-hmm. And you're trying and to stop And sometimes my patience wears, it wears thin, especially when you have a bad day. Yeah, and, you know, regardless. sometimes you just want to, you just want to relax. You have relax. to be that parent. You have to be that parent. You have to draw the same strength that you, you get up every day and you go to work and you do people's work. Remember, your children are more important than that. Mm. So the so ex- again. Your children are what? more important than that. Than your work. Wow. Yes. You think people that's, think so? I don't think that's people That's the really... work you're going to have. That's your legacy. 
that's the book people gonna remember you by. I'm gonna look at this photograph here that is also pretty oh. and I love it. But you know, I don't remember Stephen that he's a gumjib muddy. That's what I'm gonna say. Oh, really? That's what I'm gonna say when somebody asks me. He's a wonderful photographer and I, and I love how he encourages and he inspires and he pushes and he gets his back down and he goes through. And you hear what I said? After all, only once I said anything about you taking pictures. Yeah. And everything else yeah, is the innocent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, one, the, the photography is just one attribute. That's one. Right. Thing. And that's your talent. And, and I'm. Yeah, but it's more be, than that. Uh, yeah. I actually felt good when you said that because I think some people only like, you know, he's a, he's a pretty good photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, like, most people, that's what, that's they, what know. they know. Yeah. And I'm, I don't right. want to knock them for it. It's just that you can't, I don't think it's, it's, it's fear to reduce an individual, like a human being with all the experiences and all the wants and the desires and all the things that they've already done and all mm. the things that they add to everybody else to just being one thing. And I think that's one thing, that's one problem that we have in society, to reduce a human being to one thing. Like, for example, somebody goes to jail and you say, well, he's a jailbird. Yeah, he's but a convict. He's a convict. I don't know if we just say convict. We use the words in saying it. Yes, he's a convict. He's an ex-con. He's out of prison. He's an ex-con. But what about the fact that he's a carpenter? He's a father. He's dead. He's, he was married before he went to jail. He's now working as a landscaper. What, what about all those things? It's what we know. I, I don't even know what people would say. What do you know me publicly as? Miss Sinkett? That's it? I don't, I don't even think so. Do you even, like, do you even remember that you're Miss Sinkett? Say you were Miss Sinkett once? Does it matter? No. <laughs> when, and when you know, you know when it, I remember. Okay, you know when I remember when when the shows are coming up, mm -hmm. and I want to I want to be that source of encouragement for the big girls who think, okay, I'm I'm too fat or I have I'm not there but yet. You were you were big you were big missing. No, I wasn't a big missing. Oh. but I'm saying uh -huh. once you put in the work, yeah, yeah, you can get you. there. You can you can get to that point. I I think your 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 girl did yeah, that. Yeah, you know she put in that work. A lot of them, you know, I'm going in for my Sengits. And the work has to start before. Yeah, yeah, before you, dis you, you decide. You actually apply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, was, I was lucky that I wasn't, I wasn't a big person, so mm -hmm. it didn't take a lot to get me down. Mm -hmm. But... You still had to come down. No? I still... I, it wasn't, no. I had to tighten. Mm -hmm. That was my only thing. I had lucky a small self. pouch and my legs were, were big. Uh -huh. Right. And, oh my God, I made, made my trainer made me cry one morning with some squats. Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Squat man. And he's like, come, I'm on, I want five more. And when I gave him five, he's like, five more. And I cried and literally, literally water falling on me. And he's like, come on, five oh more. And when I done, I just sat there for almost a half an hour trying to catch myself. And to this day, um, when my dance instructor see, sees, you know, the, when she remembers the photo, she's like, yeah, Cindy had one of the best bodies. But I was lucky because mm -hmm. I actually started gym uh, around the time I applied. It wasn't a, it was like, I'll tell you what happened too. I was dealing with some grief mm -hmm. and, I, and I had a bucket list. <laughs> things that you wanted to do. I wanted to do, to do because uh -huh. I was missing him so much. Uh -huh. And, and um, I was like, okay. And I went and I played Masquerade the year before, which was something I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then coming around, I was like, oh boy, what can I do this year that can really... And, and just walk out, you're going to just dominate. Miss, miss, miss I didn't dominate, really. but And then my friends was like, <laughs> so do it, do 
it, do it. She went for the application form and she helped me fill it out and they did a lot of groundwork. I mean, my girls, you know it. You of know course. how they are, then, right? <laughs> I tell you, you have a lioness pack, a pride right. of lionesses so that we walk went around and, sometimes. And believe me, uh-huh. they got upset at me a couple of times and, you know, it was just a lot of test of yeah, exactly. personalities and I had to apologize. <laughs> Times. Because you, you got to your limit, it you got me, to your yeah, edge. Certain things they wanted, they wanted of me wasn't me. Mm-hmm. But being in that pageant industry, yeah, you have to you switch. Have to, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And I learned a lot from it. And that, the good thing, I, I, I'm so happy that they pushed me to get there. Really? Yeah, yeah. You I'm, don't think I'm, that it's antiquated a little bit? I always have my issues with, with, with pageants. Always. A specific segment or, or just pageants? Um, some specific segments, I think, mm-hmm. that are pretty outdated. Out oh, yeah, okay. But um, uh, the pageant experience, I think it, it's a test of discipline and will. It's yes. like almost like going in for a, and again, a bodybuilding competition. It's patience. Right, right, yeah, right. It's right. almost like that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going in for a bodybuilding competition. The, the way your body looks, that's not a sustainable look. No, 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 you can't live like that. You will die. Like literally, you're going down to like you know two percent, three percent body fat. That is ridiculous. Literally, if you try to run on the street and you don't have like a bar or something, some granola, you're gonna die. Like literally, that's where. But just saying, like you're doing something to prove that you can subject yourself to a certain amount of stress and still function at a high capacity. And I think when you're going to things like pageants and stuff, you have a certain amount of rules, you have a certain criteria, you have to fit those criteria. It's a strategic thing. I'm going out there to win this part, bam. I'm going out there to win this part, bam. I could do this, this is my talent, this is, what, this is my answers, then I gotta practice these answers, I gotta grill mm-hmm. myself, gotta do all these things. Um, again, some parts of it I still feel a little antiquated, but. Okay, well, this is a tangent, but. Well, we the, love the, tangents on this show. Yeah? Well, we we've had this is this is our second <laughs> tangent, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, but for me, being a part of the Missinkis that year, there were certain things I didn't even know that I was lacking in that they helped build up. Okay, tell me. Right. Um, one of the one of the things I really learned was from my trainer. He was, and I still walk like that today, to this day. He saw me walking in, coming into the gym one day. He's like, why are you walking like that? I was like, this is how I normally walk. He said, but you're going in for a show. So you have to walk as if, you, as soon as you come in, everybody's supposed to like, mm-hmm, that's her. What? Right, <laughs> right. And to this day, whenever I, I, I walk into a room, I have this, I, I want to bring this presence so I come in like and you're oh, short. So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, you just can't, it's and that's like one thing boss. I learned is, and he's like, you know, you, have you don't have to be pretty to, to hide in. The, you, you don't only he, no. It's what it was. What was it? He said I hide in the shadows too much. I merge mm-hmm. too much into the background. I I don't flourish. Mm. And and that's one thing I had to do. I'm kind of still on defense about that. I can do it when I want to. <laughs> when you want to, yeah. Right. And another thing was um, opening up to the different other the other different personalities there. And everybody was learning something different. We had courses that we had to... We had um, modeling, mm-hmm. um, financial management, financial interviews. Financial management? Right, because you're getting people's money. 
as the sponsor, oh, as yes, the yes, sponsor, yes, yes. And you have the sponsor person, and you have the budget that to make sure everything goes well. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky that I had my um, cable and wireless was your sponsor was my sponsor. I was working for them at the time, mm-hmm. so I had, I had written a letter to ask. the person who chose it to ask them to to be my sponsor. And you know, it was. It was a good experience for me. I didn't find it to be antiquated at all. I, okay. You didn't feel like a show pony? No. No? I think at the point in time, I was like, this is me. Just take what you see and this is it. Really? Yeah. I've always been the one behind the scenes. I do. I work well behind the scenes. I hate to be on you display. You attention? Yeah. I don't really like it. That's one of the things where my trainer was saying. Like, you always merge in the background. Yeah, you, you always can, work from the shadows. You have sometimes you just have to let you have people to see you, right? And that's one of the times I really shined. I was I was so happy. I but you got to do what you wanted to do for the competition. In terms of what? In terms of like your talent and them kind of things. Were you able yeah, to? Yeah, the the talent really wasn't the best, but I worked with it mm. because I'm not that super talented. I I don't. And you know, strangely enough, people used to say you could dramatize. But that's one of the biggest things now when you have the poetry to back it up. You know, the lyrical poetry that people use now. Oh, you mean you're in seeing, terms of... You're seeing a lot of that kind of dramatization in terms of um, people winning pageants. There's usual dance, there's usual singing. Mm-hmm. And people say, do a skit. But now people have the lyrical poetry with the content behind rather than something just generic like, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. you know... Orlando Beauty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see you. So, and so you still keep abreast of this then? You, you still... I used to. I think the last show I watched was Miss Sink. It's 2015. Okay, so you didn't watch the one with Desi last last year. Oh yes, I bet last year. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were we were um, my dance group. Oh, did they open the number? Yes, right, yes, right, yes, right, yes. Right, of right, course. Right, so right, you would have right. been. There. Ooh, how did I forget that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know, but, but I don't. I'm not as involved as I used to be. Mm-hmm. Of course, kids. I understand. But you, you got, you got, um, I do try to keep abreast uh-huh, of what's uh, happening. The, yeah, for what's happening. I haven't actually like closely monitored a contestant for a, a long for time. For a long time, yeah. So you feel like lying is one of the worst things you could do in a relationship? I think there's a place for it. But if I directly ask you, like, remember telling the previous relationship, mm-hmm. I knew something had happened and he lied. You think? And I was. At that point, uh-huh. it'd been a year since I saw him, and I asked direct, knowing that I could handle the truth if he gave it to me. So it was a year since you guys saw each other. That's yeah, because he was traveling for school. Remember, he was he was. So you guys haven't seen it, didn't see each other for a year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yo, that's. He left the August, and I didn't see him again till following August. That's that's awful. So. I will, as I tell you, I, I prefer to make my decision based on the whole truth. Uh-huh, than some. Even if it's something that would hurt me, like the cheating, mm-hmm. rather than... Than some. Than some. Or to speculate. Or right. to speculate. Right, right. The thing is, after, like, after a year, though, mm. I mean, do you think that... I mean, you said that you thought that he would have... He yeah, I, mean, I told him he would. So I was already prepared in everything that was happening... So and you then think certain he, things were happening, like um, 
how often he, he be, be communicated. Okay, so, so that started see, to, to, to deteriorate? Yeah, it started to deteriorate. You, you, so you, I was already prepared. Mm-hmm. Something was going on, and I'm not there, you know. Well, how it is, yeah. well, I don't know if you know how it is for overseas relationships. Oh, I hate them. I dislike <laughs> them consistently. That, yeah, I, I don't think that they... They don't work for me. Let me not say that they don't, because some people, they get married, they, get kids, they seem to be okay. Seem to be. I don't know how anybody relationship works. But for me, it's not. I, it, uh, no, it's not. Not it's something not. you would do. No, well, it's I not something it. I would do again. I've oh, done okay. it before. I've I've done it. I've done it twice, maybe three times. Two of them times wasn't really so serious. One time, I really, I really met somebody, and they left. They left within like two months of them being here, and we still kept up a relationship, and it was exclusive. Um, about six months in, I went to visit that person. Um, and had a, a very good 10 days. I think it was, it was a good time. And then two months after that, like, it was just a lot of insecurities from, from her to me more so. Like, she started to claim a lot of things. And I was like, I don't, I don't like this. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm making all these sacrifices. And, like, at the end of the day, this is what you really think about me. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, this ain't going to work. And I cut my losses. And my father was like, boy, you thought you were going to get married to this girl? I said, well, I guess not. I, I, I don't... Sometimes I, you have to love people from afar, and that was, that was to me, the biggest lesson I learned. Love from afar. I, I, loved, I loved him from afar. We, we, we weren't in a relationship. I still loved him from afar. Mm. You know. Still looked out for him, or you still... How do you love somebody from afar? Let me hear this one. It's going to be interesting. You just love them from afar? Oh, that, that sounds like leaving them alone. Yeah, you just leave them alone, and you, you still love the person they are, but we can't be together because the link that had us connected, it's... Freeing, it's seven, yeah. not, not totally seven, seven, but it's freed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't put any pressure on it. And to me, it was drawing, drawing me down emotionally. Until to my friends saw the difference, mm. you know. And when people could see that kind of stress is pulling you down, then something has to happen. It's unhealthy. Okay, the thing is, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And, you know, to spiral off, because, I mean, I don't, wanna, I don't want us to talk without going into this. Um, infertility. Um, we started talking about it earlier before we even started really recording the show. And you were telling me, what would you do if your body doesn't work the way that it's supposed to work? Like, you can't give children your infertile and so on. It's difficult because I think men, like, a core part of your, our identity is... is one being sexual beings, mm-hmm. um, and because it's such a cool part, like if you cannot sustain an erection, if you can't, if you're not, if you're not good in bed, mm-hmm. it, it completely destroys your whole identity as a man. Right. Um, right. It, 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 it's also if you can't reproduce and have kids, like you, you, you're literally the problem. Your soldiers, them, ain't swimming at all, or ain't matching, like. It breaks down what your purpose is because because it's part of your if it's part of your manhood. It's, it is. You you have to be the one to carry on that legacy, and your body, like how I said it before, yeah, is not doing what it's designed to do. So imagine having that. No, you're both on that level. You're opening the conversation. What would you do? You're having that conversation. No, we cannot have kids together. Because I am the problem. Because you're the problem. What would you do? That woman who is your 80, you've never thought about getting a 20. You've never thought about cheating. 
or maybe it happened once and you're okay and now you're back on even keel and you're set to be married. We're already making plans to build a house and we're making plans for a family. And what at this point do you do? What do you do, Steve? Well, I know for sure what men do. No other man going in there, never. <laughs> a younger so you manufacturer. Hold her. Man, of course. And the then what is, would happen when she can't? She, she can't hold her own kids in her hands. You see, the thing is, I think by gonna force, it's gonna force me to go. I'm, I'm gonna personalize it. If my eighty is telling me, um, well, um, we've been trying, it's not working. Um, I went to the doctor. It's me. Um, what do you want to do? And I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll be honest. I think that's the point when I have to grow. Like, I have to grow up at that point because I can't hold on to the whole or the conventional method is going to work for us. We're going to have to, we're going to probably have to look for a child. We're going to have to look to adopt a child. But suppose that's not what she wants. surrogate or something. But then, that's the thing is like, Unfortunately, in in and those ours, those avenues in, can be expensive. Of course, everything, everything, even bringing a child normally. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> the cheapest part is actually having the sex. Yeah, <laughs> that is much cheaper. Um, but again, in that case, I think if those options have to be explored, like it, I'm I'm very, I could be very logical. Like, we can't do it this way. This is not working for us. Okay, what other way could we do it? Do we want to go the surrogate way? Do we want somebody to hold, carry this child for us and they just use our genetic material? Could that work? She might not be okay with that. Okay. Um, do we want to try a surgery? Do we want to do this? What do you want us to do? Because I, I always say when it comes to um, having children, um, I would rather lean on what a woman feels comfortable with mm. versus what I you feel comfortable with. Because... And, and this is me saying it because this is how I really, really feel. A woman has the burden of the physical and emotional weight of a pregnancy. Like, I am, I am here as a supporting role, not as the star. Like, I have to respect whatever you as the, 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 the child-bearing partner want. You have, you, you're going to have to go through this. There are going to be times when you are sick and I am fine. Yeah, I might, yeah, I might not feel good. But there good. are times when, when you know, um, I forget what it's called, but you're the one sick during pregnancy. As oh, the man, the man gate? Oh, well, you know, me really, me really want to happen. But <laughs> I've still... Had, I've had a couple of friends. Who've yeah, had that? Who've had that. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I want, I don't want to be one of those friends. <laughs> but if it is, then it is. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the, the burden. But I'm just saying, like, for but me... But I understand where you're going. You just um, have to respect I've lived that because fertility was probably my biggest... One of my biggest challenges. Mm. Um, I guess that's why you hold on to your sons with such vigor. Yeah, because... It's a, it's a blessing. It is. And he was actually my rainbow baby because I had a miscarriage before. Oh. Right. Yeah. So when you have fertility coming in and then you're finally here with the pregnancy mm-hmm. and then your body fails again. It's like a betrayal of all that you are because your identity, especially for me who... Um, That's one of your goals. Sin- right. Since I've been small, playing with dolls... You know, that's what you always wanted to do. You want, you, you want a huge fairy tale where you fall in love. You meet, you meet the guy, you fall in love, and 
you know, y'all make this relationship last, you're still in love. Mm -hmm. You get married, you're still in love. And, you know, you have the family, you're still in love. But where do you go when that betrayal comes from you yeah. and you can't build that dream with somebody you want? And I'm sorry to get so heavy, but... No, it's fine. But then, you see, the thing is, my question to you is this, like, I'm guessing... Um, that this happened with your previous, the previous relationship? No, no, no. Oh, this was, oh, this wow. Yo, I got to shake your husband's <laughs> hand, man. That is, that is, that is heavy. That's a lot to, that's a lot to yeah. go through. That's a lot. Yep. But I think, I think with all, with all respect, um, those kinds of situations create incredibly strong people. I think it's, it's, not necessarily, um, I think it's a 50 50. I can't say not necessarily because mm -hmm. it depends on how you take it as a partner. Okay, um, during my years with him, we've had death both on, on both sides, and then the one we shared together mm -hmm. as the miscarriage, and then we had births, weddings, you know, graduations school courses we've we've had a lot and you know it's a it's it's a building and a constant changing yeah. engine that's going that's going and you mm -hmm. know so we continue with that and when you find that person who's willing to work with you through everything yeah i think our strongest time would have been the the pregnancy when we lost when we, well the miscarriage when we lost the baby and watching somebody break Stephen you just you want to be there you want to be the one to do it I, I don't want to support you I want to break I want, I want to be the one to break mm -hmm. because it hurts me yeah. but watching somebody you love do that mm -hmm. and you have to be the support shovel it back in shovel it back in shovel it back in and you be that strength and I made that decision you have to be unselfish in some areas that is... And it's hard. It's hard. Did, did, talking to you one day for really, like... It's hard. Me, no, Cindy, anyway, I, I don't when, know. When I've had several friends who've had miscarriages, and we always... I, I don't know if we... <laughs> we always reach out, uh -huh. you know, because we know... Sometimes we know what they've been through. We've been there. And to me, I couldn't, I couldn't bring all my soul to him I could, because he had already broken so I had to find a way to deal with myself, right? Wow. And I, what I did was um, I talked to several friends mm -hmm. who knew I knew had been through it, but I didn't want somebody who knew, who knew me because I was broken, mm -hmm. couldn't show him, mm -hmm. but I wanted to get it out and I didn't want to tell somebody who knew our story. I okay. wanted it mm -hmm. to be... A neutral an, party. An, an anonymous face yes. here. They don't know you. They only see your name and... They just talk to they you. They just talk. Let you talk. Yeah. They just let you talk. And, and that's it. You read their stories and you break down for their stories. You break for yours. But you continually read. You continue to support. But then did you find a forum or... Yes. That's what I had to do. Yep. Is it something you could share? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Um, um, what is it called? It's been years since I've been on there. Because, I mean, you know... You can't share much really after you've dealt with it, mm -hmm. but you could tell people, you, you know, Encourage. your story. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember the website right now. 
I found it when I was browsing through because when you're pregnant, everybody goes to what to expect when you're expecting. And oh, really? Like that's that. a website? Yeah, they have a website. Mm. And on the website, there's actually other f- links where you could click when you have situations okay. like this mm-hmm. you're dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. There's support and, groups down there. Right. So there was a support group on another website that I found that helped deal with miscarriages and rainbow babies and stuff like that. Rain- Why do you call them rainbow babies? Because after the storm of the miscarriage, you get a baby. Rainbow, right. But then is it is it that you could do that quickly? Um, you mean like after a miscarriage? No, 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 no. But once it's after a miscarriage, it's considered a rainbow, a rainbow baby. baby. Right. Okay, it doesn't matter how long. How long ago? Right, okay, right, right. so that's a rainbow. Okay, I've learned a new term. I didn't yes, know. Yes, yes. So it was talking on that phone moment, but people didn't know me. Mm-hmm. They didn't know my backstory. So I gave what I wanted to share at the time. And and you you gave it without. Right. You just you just were honest. Worrying, worrying that people would be in your business. Yeah, yeah. And and they're gonna talk about you. And sometimes you don't want to see the pity on people's faces. No, because it it, it makes you feel. It breaks you. Yeah. It breaks you even further. Mm-hmm. And just being on that forum constantly talking. It just made and you t- every day I checked in, and everybody's like, "How are you doing? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And we're here for you." And then new people would come in every day. Somebody new came in and they added their story. And you'd be like, yes, we're all working through it. And you'd be surprised, Stephen, how many people every day would come in. Similar story. Had a miscarriage. Or they had a stillbirth and we can't function. And all of us are here because we need that to like, open like up. community to. support. It's like, it's like it was really good for me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I, I tell people. There's no shame in your game. I have, I have a good support system. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Um, Everybody has their life, and sometimes it's not that you don't want to share, mm-hmm. but you want to be selfless and let them understand. I know you're going through things too, and I don't want to put on your st- put on my on your story, my story. Yeah. And then, you know, but I know my girls were there for me. They there found out. They came in droves. They were there. Mm-hmm. You know how you know how we are. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like I don't even I can't and put my fingers down. Sometimes them close enough. right. Sometimes it's just that you just don't want to burden people Damn, with a yeah. story every day. You're yeah. moaning about the same thing. You're crying. You can't catch yourself. You want somebody to just hold you. Just listen every time. Every day I get up, I wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to had, say I was angry. Yeah. I wanted to say I was hurt. I wanted I wanted just to somebody to to listen, yeah, to listen, yeah. to be able to vent it, right? And I want to do that every day, took. and I don't think I don't. I was selfish in that. I don't. I didn't. Well, no, it's selfish, not selfish no. in that. I didn't want my friends to have to deal with that. Every no, day. no, and I think, but it's is different, Jed. I just didn't want them to deal no, with that every like, day. No, like I'm glad. I'm so happy. But that. on the forum, they allowed you to come every day, and you and vent, you just vent, and you're angry, and you're <sighs> sad, and I was an emotional mess. <laughs> Cindy, you are 0.01% of this population. Because I think... I was an emotional mess. It, but right. the thing is, but you, it is your human right to be that way, though. Like that's mm-hmm. what you needed. What you needed was a space that you could go that was comfortable, that was supportive. And if as long as it took you to get to go there and to relinquish and to get these feelings to, to, to put them out of your system and put them into a zone where people will be supportive. I think that is amazing. But that's what I, that's And it's what, not just no, your friends. Right. So that's your why no, when people say, oh, but me want nobody in my business and me want nobody not seeing a psychiatric doctor. I'm, I'm taking counseling. Why? 
your mental health is important. Most important. And if you don't want, if you don't want to do it, just like you said, find you somebody who doesn't know you. Exactly. Find an anonymous so a group or something and they're all over the internet of course and most of them are free mm-hmm. go and find somebody and deal with your issues there's things like better health there's so much different services some of them are paid mm-hmm. and you, your mental health you prefer it please get somebody to listen and get somebody to give you some advice if you need a life coach and you know that was the deal with yourself deal that was the it. third time I had to deal with the grief in a personal aspect. Mm-hmm. And to me, that one was more... I don't want to say more difficult, but yeah, it was. Um, when I was 13, my grandmother passed. This is the only grandparent I had known. Mm-hmm. And I dealt with it. Any normal 13-year-old... You, 13 you know, or 30? 13. Okay, 13. Oh. And then when I was 22, my father passed. And that that shattered my heart. It's like, it was just a sudden thing. He wasn't sick or anything. Well, he was kind of sick, but, you know. Not just, down. Yeah, but, and I, you're thinking, he'll get over this, and we'll have a lot more years. He'll see us graduate. He'll see everything that you want as a parent, you want to see for mm-hmm, your child. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, so I had been dealing with grief, for 10 years from my grandmother to him mm-hmm. and then you know um, almost 12 years later then we had the miscarriage mm-hmm. I don't think I had any major deaths in between that that time no I don't think I had any but that really broke because you've been trying for so long and mm-hmm. to finally I did all the surprise thing when I told him that we were expecting and you know yeah because you made it a thing you're I so made happy. it a thing you're yes so because you know you're found out you're pregnant and you're happy and then and then his father passed and then well his father passed before we had the miscarriage mm-hmm. so it was like January bam February bam so I, I, that's why I had to shovel a lot back in because he was dealing with grief so close. To, yeah. Um, then I made a plan. After I got all my rage out, my, ang- my anger and my sadness, it still lives with me, as you can see. Mm-hmm. And it's something I try to tell people, it doesn't have to end there. You just make your plan and you go ahead. And that's what I did. And then a year later, I was pregnant. Did, was it different the second time for you? Um, finding out I was pregnant or carrying the baby? The whole, was, because the first time you said you, you know, you, you had the, the whole surprise. The first time was a surprise. Well, it was a surprise. It was a surprise that I was pregnant and mm-hmm. then I surprised him and giving him the news and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, the second time, I was scared. You were scared, okay. I, I was like, you don't, don't want to get too excited. I've, I've been, I've been taking the medications, changing the diet, exercising. I was building my body into that position where it would be able to sustain a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I worked for it. Lord, I stop eating chicken. You stop eating chicken. I stop eating chicken. And I exercise every day, or at least as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I was always, I was also taking metformin, which is a. It's a diabetic drug, really, because the hormonal disorder that I have, okay. it it um, 
it messes with my blood sugar. So okay. it was had to help stabilize. And then you taking um, B12, um, folic acid, folic mm -hmm. acid and, and B, uh, mm, trying to make sure that your body's prepared because that's folic acid one of the good things that you could take to prepare yourself for pregnancy. And I was on it for the metformin. I was on it for maybe about three or four cycles. Mm -hmm. And after the fourth one and we didn't get a positive, he said, just take a break and then we'll try again. Uh -huh. And this time I know, you know, I'm already at a disadvantage because I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Uh -huh. So my ovaries are not releasing how they're supposed to. Mm. And he goes, T just take a test and see. And I'm scared. I'm like, I don't want to take it. Yeah, you don't want to see if it's. I don't want to see. I don't want to see. And I remember specifically it was a Wednesday. I came home from dance class, and I had bought the test earlier. And I went to the bathroom and I took it. And I just sat there. And I was like this, and it's like, oh my god. Do I want to see? Do I don't want to see? And just watching, I'm not, I'm going to discuss you in a minute. Uh -huh. Like you put the test down and you drop in the pee. The pee. Uh -huh. And you just watch your pee <laughs> go, go up to make sure the two lines the come two up. The two lines them come up, yeah. And I'm like, when I see it, it's like. Two lines. I was like, two lines. Okay. Okay. I sat back down in the toilet. I'm like, two lines, two lines. Okay. And I grossed out some more and I took a picture and I sent it to him. Uh -huh. That's not so bad. It's just and, and he was like, what does that mean? I was like, it means that you're it means pregnant. that it's positive. Yeah, yes, yes. We're going to have a baby. And he's like, you're serious? I was like, yeah, but I think I want to take an excess. He's like, but I don't have any more. And the place is already shut down. Uh -huh. So the next day he bought one. He came home. For, he came by me for lunch. And Piano stick. I peed. I peed and I bought it. Into the living room, I was like, just put it on the chair, but piece of tissue, of course. It's, it's I was like, like, you watch it this way because my heart can't take no more. And then he's like, it says two lines. You have a baby? Uh, yes, we're having a baby. That was hard for me, Stephen. It was, it was, it was fear and joy in inhabiting the same space, and mm -hmm. you're like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna is this possible? Is it real? Is it? Uh, yes. Wow. I had, I had a baby. I had my rainbow baby. Yes. To this day, no matter how much, sometimes that was generally pulls me out my anger. Someone with him and dealing with him. He smiles at you and you. He smiles at me and I remember. This is this is yours. This, this is, is my baby. baby. Mm -hmm. I had. At one he point, was you didn't think reward. it was possible. Right. He was my reward. I worked so hard. I did everything I could to make it him, possible. Him a reality. Yes. And I went from there. And I, I, to me, I think that's one of the reasons why he's so emotional. Because he's... Um, he was, his his um, feeling was a lot. When he's upset, when he's happy. Mm -hmm. and, and I think he, he gets that because I was so emotional during that pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Because when you've lost so much and you have to come back and work so hard. Again, yeah. Right. And I don't, I don't think I've ever gotten over the fear of not being able to have kids. And I see some people struggling and I want to tell them my story, but I don't want to feel like I'm imposing. I just want to be like, mm -hmm. just work through it. You'll get there. You'll get, You'll get there. You'll get there. 
work for what you want. And I worked so hard. <laughs> I was sad. Boy, as a royal boy. Yes. Got, got stories to give him. Yes. When he could and even, even doing labor, he's like, Mommy, I'm not coming out. I'm not coming out. But I had to, to, my pregnancy with him was 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 a happy one, mm -hmm. and as I said, emotionally, it was it was, um, was there it? was one <laughs> emotional point in time. Um, I got up a Sunday and I was watching TV, and I think it was ESPN I was watching, mm -hmm. and they brought on this um, thing about people returning home from Af from war from war to our regions. That's like the, the military things uh -huh. and so. And uh, I just broke down. Uh, boy, I just broke down. Like, these are so emotional because some of them haven't seen their parents in years or their children, and they're coming back with these big surprises. Like, Mommy, I'm here. I'm okay. And they just break down, and I just couldn't take it. Yeah, you know, even normal watch, just I don't have to be pregnant to cry when I watch those things because yeah, yeah. they, they make they, you tear up. Yeah, yeah, that'll catch you. These stories. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And. I broke down and he, he came in and he's, he's like, what happened to you? He couldn't, he couldn't get anything out of me because I was so... Emotional. Mm, I was crying a lot and he, he just had to calm me down. He's like, what happened? It's like, I want our fathers to be here. And he oh had lost his the year before. Yeah. I had lost mine. The, uh, about, about 12, maybe 12 years ago. About yeah. that. And I didn't want this step to happen without... At him. least one grandfather in the picture, but we couldn't do anything about that. No, that's so. that's real to your yeah. It's like it's okay, baby. It's it's okay. He call you baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Greg is such a sweetie. Okay, so I was <laughs> like, mm. oh, I didn't really want to reveal a part, but yes, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's um, it was it was it a was struggle. Yeah, and then I end up in the hospital like close to maybe like eight months pregnant. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a fibroid that was growing with me at the time, right? And Wait, it more was more complications. Yes, it was even more complications. Even after being so careful, you know, I still wasn't eating chicken. And then close, like close to me, maybe like seven months, I just break down one day and I had chicken. I mean, I vomited it back up almost the whole thing instantly, right? Uh -huh. But it, it opened the door for me, like. I need chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Certain smells and stuff like that. I really didn't have any much cravings. I the only thing I really was craving was like apple juice, and then you know we go from there. Ended up in hospital with the fibroid, and once they make sure everything was okay, that mm -hmm. we didn't need to take it out or mm -hmm. anything. That it could be okay. It was so the rest of the pregnancy, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh boy, Cindy. Okay, so um, Lord, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't be. It's just emotional. I, I hear and I, I think I'm taking it in. Yes, because it's, it, it's it is, never easy. And you can imagine as a man watching your. I, I. That's why I don't understand why we choose to have unprotected sex with some of these people because you can no, you see them in your life? No, can you see them? That's the thing. They can't. You. You. You can't. Men. <laughs> opportunistic it is there on the plateau and just take it but the thing is again i understand i'm not judging anybody i understand but at the end of the day i think you gotta take into consideration that once you put your penis 
into a vagina, there's a possibility that you could get a child with this person. It, it could be that this turns from one night to 20 years. Of, of nights. Of nights. So you gotta be <clears throat> super duper careful. If you, wearing a condom is what you could do, then do that. If you could be responsible, do that. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, just, just gotta take it with sex, is, just gotta take sex a lot more seriously. Yeah. It is and it's getting to the point thing. where it's getting worse now. It's getting more and more casual now. It's right. really right. like shaking hands. Before, you could say, I have a lot of male friends and they sleep around. But now you're saying, I have a lot of male and female friends. And, and then I'm sleeping, sleeping around. around. Yes. It's different. And it's, it's, it's... Me personally, I internalize. I, I have to care about you. I mean, not everybody. Mm-hmm. And as I said, no judging over here. That's your life. But me? I can't invite a man inside of me without a level of caring or trust in some regards. Yeah, and be. and one of those factors have to be that you would take care of a child if we have one together. So when there's no prerequisite in us, Cindy, you're talking. That's a hat. You you level your standard way up here. Like this thing is. I the other day I had a conversation and it's like what, what the only thing that we see him to need. I think me and you had this mm. conversation. The only thing, the only requisite is that you have a penis that stands and I have a vagina that's wet. That's all that's necessary. Like, we've we forget, gone... We forget that there's sperm that can fertilize an egg. Them things, there's byproducts of this thing. Like, and we're going in raw. We're going in without any protection, yep. without any plan, anything. We shoot here to the wind. And again, when I was younger, I remember women being a lot more, hey, look, not you, or mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is how it's... We remember no, we, we used like, to discriminate like crazy. They're like, crazy, not he. Not even... We wouldn't even, like... Why would you approach me? I look like the type who would no, give you something. Man, no, man in your league, you, you ain't, he ain't close. No, it's like, well... Any little thing you can do. A board, you board, I guess we could do this. That's, it's, 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 it's a cause for concern. Yes. And a lot of people talk about like and, oh, sexual liberation and so on. Yeah, I just want to get there. Yeah, we te- we, I learned most of my family life in school. I don't know if they have it still. I think they still have it. They yeah. still have it? I, in junior high, you, you learn... When I first had my period, I was like, what the hell is this? I don't know anything about this. And this is before I went to junior high. Mm-hmm. And then when we had the family life education, oh, you're like, oh, okay. That's, this what, is what, is. that's what it is and whatever the case is. And you learned a lot. But there's so much more on social media now that there are these lots of rumors and, and fake news yeah. and misconceptions about what happens between a man and woman when they have sex. How... Frequent, a woman releases the egg. Mm. Uh, during what time does she? D- did you know that mm. a woman releases or supposed to release the egg every ten days after her period starts? That's mm. her most fertile time. That's mm-hmm. what the normal cycle says it is. No, having irregular periods most of my life does not mean that I didn't have uh, ovulation. Of course, it's just that I ovulated differently from everybody else. But these girls. And they don't know. It's true. Even if you have sex and he ejaculates mostly on your stomach, when he has pre-ejaculation, that can fertilize your egg as well. Yeah, the thing is, by we learn about that in high school, but, but the thing but is, I don't think nobody people are taking take it. it no, nobody care. Like mm-hmm. th- that's not even a concern. Mm-hmm. Like pre-ejaculate, that's a real thing, and it 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 comes out as a, 
it makes sense physiologically. It comes out as always to lubricate. Right. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a, and it's not, it's not a lot. We're just saying like it's there to help. Mm-hmm. Like keep you, you you don't want a load of friction and you 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 hot up yourself. You know, here's a little insurance that you don't you you know that everything is nice and wet. Mm-hmm. But that in itself hasn't sperm in it. it. There's semen in that mixture that you and have. And it's a good one. It's a girl told me the other day, if you have sex when you're in the water, it doesn't count. That is ridiculous. As in, you can't get pregnant when you have sex That is a lie. That is a I'm lie. Like, um, man. Who told you that? Some man. The thing is, right? <laughs> a lot of misconceptions that pass over men. Men. Mm-hmm. I remember one girl used to tell me, this was so wild. She used to be like, if she has sex and she goes in, like right after he come inside of her, or they had he, let's not say come inside of her, I hate to hear that, that sounds so ghetto. Right after he but orgasms, it's yeah, it's true. Right after he orgasms, if she goes into the toilet and she pees and just sits there for like a minute, she can't get pregnant. <laughs> God have mercy. That man who told you that is going to hell. I, even if he repent, he going to hell. <laughs> what are you saying? If he, so you, so you're saying you don't have any protection. You've been. She said, "But I've been doing this for a very long time, Stephen. But you don't have a son. Yeah, I have a son. But that was just that one time." I said, miss, I don't, I don't want to laugh. I'm sorry for laughing. No, I'm very sorry, it everybody. It is to laugh because but I laughed in her face because that is ridiculous. Yes. That does not make any no sense. sense. No sense. That goes against every physiological reproductive yes. principle that we have ever learned. That's not how it works. Yes. You and cannot... remember, once your body is set in that mode where it receives your body does not push back out anything. No. It, it's, it, already... it's already softened. And the sperm is flicking, 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 flicking. It's exactly. going up. It's going up. Even but if you is, sit down. That's what I'm saying. Even if, I don't know if you know what a cream pie is, you know, do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even if you're a cream pie, it don't take the, that's just the excess. Mm-hmm. What about the part that you can't see coming back down? You think because all remember, of it comes I, I down? I think I remember it. And, and this is, this goes against to education, educating yourself again. Um, when a man orgasms, there's the one first thrust, Oof, and that's yeah. what helps push the sperm exactly. up into the womb. Yeah, it's mechanical. It's ve- right, it's right. It's like shooting bam, right and, yeah. and yeah, and then everything else just lazily exactly. comes out. Exactly, and that is the excess. That is the excess that right, comes that right back, back down. Out. But what about the initial oomph? Mm-hmm. And that's what pushes. So it's like the man just like bam, and then everything just most of it spurts. And then you're just seeing the dribbles. Coming and that's up, that's, what comes that's, that's the cream part. But the thing is, even beyond all of that, in, 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 in one ejaculate, there are millions and millions and millions of sperm. Mm-hmm. It only takes one. It doesn't take a thousand. You don't have to have a million. Ain't even have to have one hundredth of a percentile in your hand making it up to the, the female. Only one. So if and ten of them it's alive reach, in you for days. Okay. How much days? It's three, I think it's, it's three. It's three days. I think it's three or three or four. Maybe. If you do the calculation from ten days to seven, it's ten days from from the time it starts. So it's three days, three to five days of you having your period, and then seven, ten, five days after. No, I that, meant the sperm is alive in you. Yes, that's what I mean. Oh, I just doing the calculation. Just change the ten. Yes. 
about three days, mm-hmm. it stays, once it's in that environment, as long as it's not too acidic or mm-hmm, you, know, mm-hmm. you don't have a chemical imbalance of some mm-hmm. sort, it's going to stay alive. It's going to stay alive, baby. And it's going to keep swimming until it finds an egg to fertilize. That is its only purpose. It's not concerned about eating, food, nothing. Swim, find an egg, go inside, reach first. That's all. It's a race. Mm-hmm. Why do we feel like we're going to get away because we have some mechanical way of, hey, we're going to just eject this forcefully. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And men I'm so tell- sorry to laugh, but I'm just mentally here. Like oh. she, she sits on the toilet. She sits on the toilet for one minute. She pees mm-hmm. and she can have sex again. It's fine. Let's just go at it again. That is ridiculous. All right, Cindy, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it so much. This is my friend Cindy's on the show, man. What's up? <laughs> thank you so much, Stephen. It was great. Um, you know, these are the kind of discussions we have all the time. Yes, we Not do. every day, but sometimes when we just have that one point that we, and we just hammer, hammer it home. And it's a lot of back and forth. Yeah, it is. So it opens a lot of dialogue. It and, does. And I'm, I'm, I'm always open to hearing what's been going on in my friends' lives, what mm. they've been thinking. I think that that's something that we need. More of, yeah. More of. Yeah. This social, that mm. we open and we listen. Because I sat here and you listened. Mm. There were a few crossovers, but it wasn't like, shut up and listen. No, no, you no, know? no, no. We don't So really I know, but there's sometimes when you're having conversations with people... Mm-hmm. We tend to more look for the altar point, the, cult, the right, counterpoint, right? Than Rather to than to listen to hear what is being said, mm-hmm. and I had a great time. Oh, that's good. Everybody usually has a good time, guys. I have to come back and share with you again. Well, the guys, thing is, I have to, I have to bring you back at some point because I think I have a topic that you're going to be really good on. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Um, and we're gonna need we, we're gonna need your perspective because you actually have experience in being a mother and married, and it's important. <laughs> All right, guys, you've been listening to Objectively Incorrect. I'm your boy, Stephen Smith. I've been here with Cindy Herbert, Mrs. Cindy Herbert. I have to give Greggy props. Um, yes. Big ups to Greg Herbert. Um, oh, dear, Greg with two Gs. I spelled, <laughs> I spelled it wrong one time and I was like, oh, God, how could I spell it wrong? Yeah. It's such a unique way to spell that name. Anyway, um, so shout out, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As usual, peace, no gang signs. Bye. Boom, shut the up.